Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing dealing with disappointments. In today's episode, I want to talk about disappointments, specifically in relation to trauma, abuse, and healing. I want to talk about some of the causes, some of the undercurrents of disappointment, uh, being disappointed of disappointments, many of which we may not even realize. Uh, We're going to discuss how debilitating disappointments in life can be. Uh, We're going to talk about how to adopt the proper perspective on disappointments, how to deal with disappointments in our life so they don't hold us back, so they don't derail us from healing and from growing and reaching our full potential. So to begin, one of the main reasons why we are disappointed in life is because we are attached to a specific outcome. And let me explain. So disappointments have to do with expectations, right? When we are attached to an expectation of what our life should be like, uh, what the present moment should be like, how, how a type of person we should be or how we should behave, uh, how our partner should behave. So when these things don't live up to the expectation we set we, we set for ourselves, for, the, for our partner, for life, there's going to be this discomfort, uh, this pain that's experienced usually as anger or betrayal or rejection uh, or overall just feeling disappointed. Now, the stronger we attach to an outcome of the way things should quote unquote be, the more heartbroken and disappointed we're going to be when life does not turn out that way. Now, in relation to trauma, when we are raised in a home where the expectations of who we were meant to be, uh, who we were supposed to become or had to become are unrealistic, either they're too high or too low, when they are not necessarily attuned to where we were holding developmentally, uh, we're going to experience this as a sort of abandonment. Now, because the child is very desperate for their survival upon the approval of their parent, let's say for acceptance uh, and for, for being able to get their needs met, disappointing a parent can be experienced as catastrophic and really deadly. Now, as a result of this, a child whose expectations have not been properly set by an attuned, self-aware parent, uh, one who has empathy and compassion for where the child's holding, what the child will do is they'll often just reject their authentic self to become some, some false self that the parent will then ultimately approve of so they don't become a disappointment and ultimately get rejected, get abandoned. Now, a narcissistic parent will hold this desperate and vital need of approval and being validated over the child's head. And what they'll do is they'll nurture them into becoming whatever they want them to be, whatever narcissistic supply they desire. So the child who is helplessly dependent on the parent for this approval and so devastatingly terrorized of, in fear of being a disappointment will do whatever the parent needs him or her to do in order to get that approval. Now what this does is it sets up a pattern of fearing being a disappointment that's ultimately going to plague the child and later on the adult well into their adult life, their relationship specifically, and uh, without healing, this could really last a lifetime. 
Now, this deep fear being tremendously deep and profound often leads to a life where the child becomes an adult and they become usually very codependent. They become people pleasing. What they do is they attract narcissistic partners and they replay this early childhood trauma in the hopes of being good enough or not being a disappointment to them. Uh, but really what this does is this leaves the individual open to more abuse. And ultimately it's a relationship that is simply confirming the self-belief of constantly not being enough or being a disappointment. Now, one of the ways in which a person may aim to compensate for not being enough is by becoming a human doing. So when we escape into the doingness of life, we're in essence avoiding the beingness, right? Who we are. So eventually, essentially we're avoiding the present moment and in essence we are escaping our authentic selves, we're escaping ourselves. Now this self-avoidance in exchange for a false self is designed to get others to see them as enough and ultimately meet this need of validation and acceptance. In other words, not being a disappointment. Now we see this with narcissistic abusers in particular who live in such utter fear of not being enough, of being exposed as being ordinary, as being shameful. And these deep wounds of being a disappointment or not enough uh, cause them and motivated them to, to build a false self that ultimately they can just manipulate and shapeshift and become whatever it is they want it to become ultimately to con victims. Now, as mentioned earlier, the child who is not attuned to, whose developmental expectations are not created and ultimately set for them, they're going to feel abandoned and they're going to feel deeply misunderstood. And this leads to feelings of inadequacy, ashamed of being oneself, being vulnerable, very insecure, self-criticism, like they are not enough and ultimately like a disappointment. So if we have these deep wounds of being a disappointment, of being disappointed in, then whenever life disappoints us, whenever our expectations are not met, whenever we are, let's say, let down, uh, or whenever we are just not living up to an expectation that another person, let's say, set for us, it's gonna rip open these deep wounds. And as a result, we're gonna feel the shame and, and the, the deep wounds that have been laying dormant until now. Now, another very underrated form of trauma is when a child is expecting a parent or a caregiver to be, let's say, caring in a difficult moment, or, and, and they're not, or they're expecting a certain reaction to their emotions or life experience and they do not get that reaction. Or let's say they're expecting a parent to show up at a specific time and they're late, for example. And let's say they don't communicate the reasons that they're late, uh, as well as regulate the pain of the disappointment of the child, or at least talk about it, communicate about it, and validate it. This is extremely traumatic. And the difference between what the child expects and what they get can be hugely traumatic, especially if there's just a lack of communication and transparency. So a child cannot regulate expectations. And when the parent is inconsistent and neglectful, it creates these deep abandonment wounds and, and trust issues. And while the parent may not necessarily have been intentionally hurtful in their actions, if they do not communicate beforehand what to expect, or let's say regulate the pain of disappointment afterward, after the child feels like they have been, been betrayed and hurt, then the child is gonna ultimately lose trust in the parent, and a deep rift is gonna occur in the relationship between a child and a parent uh, that ultimately uh, causes issues. It causes us to have a uh, struggle in our intimate relationships later on in life. Now, I can't even begin to describe the importance of a parent approving of and validating of a child, their needs, their sense of self, their accomplishments, the lack of which is truly devastating. Uh, the lack of these needs being met leaves a deep wound and, like I mentioned before, a, a pattern of, of seeking validation outside of oneself and all the wrong places, and it leads to a future with a deep longing for and this pursuit of being enough in the eyes of those who ultimately, because this is a need that can only be gotten inwardly, ultimately it's a futile pursuit. Now, so many of us are struggling with regulating our expectations. This is regulating our expectations of life, our relationships, our career, our partners, 
And when we are disappointed by life, let's say by our partners or even by ourselves, what happens is we react strongly, we, we break down, we're distraught, we shut down, we retaliate, and we find ourselves in a very highly reactive and very chaotic state. And when we are in this state, it's very difficult to actually have clarity, to find a solution to our problem, a solution that is always available. There's always a solution to our problems, but ultimately if we're in our heads or we're overthinking, we're in chaos, this storm uh, is chaos and ultimately does not allow us to have clarity. So when we do calm the inner storm and accept life on its terms, even though it's may not, maybe not what we hoped or wanted or thought it would be, uh, that's a prerequisite to really uh, getting the clarity we need to ultimately find the solution. Now, it's so important to navigate our expectations, both of ourself, of our relationships, our partners, our children, and ultimately life itself. Now, I've heard the quote that expectations are premeditated resentments, and I agree with this. I do think that whenever we have an expectation and it's not met, then ultimately uh, we, we get resentful. But I do not believe that the solution is to not have expectations. I, I do agree with this statement on some level, but I also feel that it's important to have expectations, and expectations are okay and even necessary. Uh, if we don't have expectations, we'll go through life never reaching for more, never striving. Uh, we, will, we won't know if we're, let's say, falling short of, of our full potential. Now, the goal, the way I see it, is to have realistic expectations and have the skills to deal with what happens inwardly when our expectations fall short or when we are disappointed. I've also heard the popular saying that if we are unhappy with life, just lower your ex expectations. Now, I don't really like this statement so much because it's possible, yes, it's possible our expectations are unrealistically high, but when we have high standards, which are necessary to deter people who don't honor us, who don't take us seriously. So having respect means having expectations of, of life and ultimately that's okay. Having expectations of yourself, of partners, of the, the honor and the respect that you deserve. And ultimately they also could motivate you to work harder to reach goals or expectations that ultimately get you out of your comfort zone and cause you uh, to grow, to motivate you to grow. The main thing is to attune to what is realistic, what is possible and set that expectation, but ultimately make room for the facts of life, that life doesn't always turn out for uh, the way we want it to, and ultimately the fact that we are human beings and we do disappoint each other and, and we make mistakes. And a healthy amount of forgiveness is necessary so we don't crumble and get too hard on ourselves or others when we fall short of that expectation. Now, what is so common that people don't get the outcome they want in life, whether it's personal life, relationships, career, you know, whenever you're going for something, whenever you're motivated to accomplish or, or, or reach a goal, there's gonna be an expectation that you wanna reach and you feel like this is the expectation that really motivates you to even get out of your comfort zone and, and pursue something. Now, when we are disappointed, which is pretty much gonna happen, in everything we do, right? And we feel like quitting and we oftentimes say, oh, it's not meant for me, right? I should just quit. You know, we're gonna feel like we failed. We feel like a failure and it's very common to succumb to that seductive nature of victimhood. Now, there are many different reasons why we fall short and many of which aren't our fault or others' fault and ultimately life happens and it just does not necessarily reach the expectation that we had. And oftentimes when we do not reach a goal or when there's an, a, an expectation that's not met by life, it's because there's an experience that we need to have to learn a life lesson. Maybe we need to learn how to fail, what it's like to, to fall. Uh, maybe we need to learn life skills like humility before we can truly break through and appreciate abundance and success. The point here is that disappointments in life are gonna happen. It's what we do with them. It's how we perceive them, how we learn from them. That'll, be the, that'll make the difference, that'll be the difference between them holding us back or ultimately propelling us forward towards more growth and healing. 
So on the healing journey in particular, it's so very common to get discouraged. I know myself, I know clients consistently struggle with this. It's like, hey, am I making any progress? I feel like I'm not doing anything. I feel like this is just not working out or it's just disappointing from what I thought it would be. Now, when we are working towards developing life skills on the healing journey specifically, such as non-reactivity or present moment awareness, you know, it's very normal and common to one day, right? One day you're succeeding, you feel like you're on top of the world. Oh, you've done all the healing work. And the next moment you feel like you've never done, done anything and you're crashing and you're falling back. Uh, you might feel okay one day, you might feel peace. And the next day you feel riddled with shame and like a failure. Now it's so important to set the expectations of what it means to heal. Healing happens in its time. And healing is sort of a process that needs to happen. And in this process, there's gonna be heartbreak, there's just gonna be disappointments, there's gonna be exhilaration and thrills. And there's gonna be people who trigger you, there's gonna be people who leave your life, who disappoint you, but there's also gonna be people who cheer you on and validate you and accept you. And it's important to remember through all these ups and downs that it's not an indication of being a failure and permission or a license to play the victim because healing is not linear. And as long as we're willing to take each setback and disappointment in stride, we will, without a doubt, eventually come to a place where most of our moments that we experience are peaceful or loving or happy. In the beginning, it may not feel that way, but if you just continue going and do not let these disappointments and setbacks bring you down, then eventually, guaranteed, you will get to a place where you are super proud of yourself and you're happy that you did not give up regardless of how many times you feel disappointed. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And if it resonates with you, and if you feel like life keeps knocking you down and it's disappointing, the way I see it is like this, is don't stop, keep going, because oftentimes abundance and success happens moments after you feel like quitting. And at the end of the day, life has an outcome. And if we attach to that outcome, if we're too attached to the way things need to be, then oftentimes we don't allow what should be. And what should be is oftentimes exactly the way we want it and need it. So disappointments are bound to happen. We cannot possibly go through life without disappointments. The idea is to have those expectations, but also be comfortable when they're not met and realize that just because it's not the way we thought it should be does not mean it can't be amazing and ultimately abundant. So if you're struggling with disappointments and if this is something that you feel is holding you back in life, feel free to reach out to me directly. It'd be an honor to work with you in this capacity. You can reach me by email. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z at magnoliahealingcenter.com. You can reach me by phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.